Welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. My name is Dean McKnight, and I'm here to, well, host alongside Jade Sarson and Josh Randall this little show where we create a superhero from whatever scraps we can find. We'll build him like a, a good robot from the junkyard. Are you guys ready to make a junkyard robot? Oh, well, we're, we're jumping straight roll. into the generator, are we? <laughs> the junk gen- the random junk pile generator. Okay, so your first name is a piece of garbage, and your last name is an adjective? Uh, Dean running away from all of his issues in his life, because he's trash. I think in a roundabout way, Dean was trying to refer to what we all went to see. Oh. Uh, well, now, usually on Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, we like to talk about uh, comics that we've read in the uh, the week to sort of juice us up before we expel it all out as comics goodness uh, into the superhero world. But this week, we've done something a little bit different. We actually went outside for once. Yeah, that, that that's the initial reaction. We kind of hissed and, you know, it was... Uh, it was horrible, but we we did it. it. It was it was so weird. Like I couldn't read whilst I was walking, so it was really like <laughs> I felt really off balance. It was it was foreign, but we went to our great nation's capital, London, a quote unquote wonderful town, and we saw a very unique uh, theatre performance. Josh, what what did we see? Um, we went to go see a stage adaptation. Of um, Naoki Urasawa's uh, Pluto, which we mentioned, mm. which I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in terms of recommendations, and basically it's been put on by. This is where my pronunciation goes. Fun time. Here we go. It's um, using with help from the Bunkamura uh, Theatre Cocoon, and kind of all kind of pulled together by Sidi Labi uh, Shikawi. Mm. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> So literally the hardest part of the episode, yeah. right there. I'm just gonna take a back seat for like the next hour. I'm done. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was spectacular. Oh yeah. Would that be the 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 right phrase? You think it was for a sure. spectacle? So it was spectacular. Yeah. What I particularly enjoyed about it was how it brought together the two mediums of like theater and comics yeah Um, that's what i was gonna say like it's so unusual to see a theater adaptation not an adaptation of an adaptation of a comic but literally an adaptation of a comic yeah you know usually it goes comic to movie to theater production or something Hmm. like a lot of anime have like um uh theater productions and you know they're they're based on their um anime forms and those anime are based on manga naturally, but no, this one sort of skipped that step, and it was it was crazy. It was so good. Um, the basic story of Pluto, in case you missed a few weeks ago, um, so a uh, something is going around and killing all the most powerful robots in the world, and uh, a detective called Geschicht. Gesicht. Thank you, Jade. Uh, pronunciation is always a strong point here on BBRP. Mm. <laughs> Pronunciation. Um, so Geschickt has Gesicht. been <laughs> that guy has been tasked with uh, trying to solve this crime, and that leads him to a young boy in uh, a young robot boy called Atom, who is 
Astro Boy in the UK and in America and stuff. So, what do we like about it? Well, for for me, I mean, I was super excited about this because the only other theatrical production based on a comic I'd heard of was Fun Home. And, I mean, that's incredible. Mm. So, like, this had quite a bit to live up to. But what Fun Home doesn't share with this is that... The set pieces, so, like, I'm not talking about the set design. I mean, literally, pieces of the set were used to emulate the effects you can only get with manga paneling, which is freaking fascinating to watch. Especially watching it literally, like, unfurl. These these weren't static pieces that stayed in place for the entire of the, Mm. like, two hours and 40 we uh, watched. They literally moved it in, like, they were as fluid as the characters were. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, it, was, it was great. It was incredible that not only did you have like a whole stage to work with as one scene, quite often it would like panels would descend and split the stage up into multiple perspectives on one scene. Mm. And that's incredible. It would essentially turn the stage into a comic page. Yeah. And yeah, at that... actual points, using pages from the comic, which is also a really yeah. interesting touch for like... Yeah, it's like, like projected at... onto the, the stage itself. Mm. It's like the most extreme form of adaptation, I guess, is to actually yeah. use the source material as like backdrops or particular kind of striking moments or just like kind of yeah. random like... Every time that um, they would look at like memories or like data from crime scenes... Mm. they would be using manga panels which is such a smart way of being able to like get around like the mystery portion yeah and i also felt that it was also getting around possibly the only weakness that an adaptation like this has um so like you say like memories occasionally because these characters are robots they would literally plug into each other's brains and see what was going on and the best way of showing that was through these sort of clip shows but instead of recreating scenes from the manga they knew that the strongest way of showing those scenes was to just use the manga Mm. that's brilliant i mean why not it's using both forms to their fullest isn't it yeah speaking of um characters plugging into one another uh, of course like there were amazing performances by um all the all the actors on stage all uh japanese as well we should say this was um a uh a a subbed a stage show which sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but it did work. And uh, the great thing was all the subtitles were almost a part of the stage show themselves. Mm. Great touch. Mm. But um, yeah, they all gave these amazing performances, naturally. Um, what was some of the best char- characters, though, were the non-human characters. Of course, there was a lot of, there was a lot of robots in this stage show about robots. And uh, a few of them were chosen to be played by puppets. So there were some amazing um, sort of big robot figures on stage. Not to spoil anything, really, but um, there was just a magnificent piece um, towards the end of the uh, the third act. And yeah, they were, they were just all brought to life as much as these actors were. Um, I, can't, I can't really say much without um going into the 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 plot of it but Mm. i know josh was um being someone who's read the comic was looking forward to seeing a particular uh puppets in this show and were you disappointed wait which one are we are we talking about my um are we talking about the large boy ah well are we talking i think we can we don't have to go crazy spoilers like what we're talking brow yeah we're talking brow okay i wasn't sure because like all three of the main 
like puppet only characters in this were all so well acted. Oh sure, exactly. Um, they were so fluid as well. Yeah, that was absurd. Yeah. Um, but yes, just like how close they managed to kind of stay to the source material, mm. and what I th- what I quite liked about it was that this is an abridged version of the story. Yeah, the story of Pluto goes on for ages, and it kind of has a little feature on each of the seven robots before they kind of get taken out. Really, mm-hmm. Obviously, not all of them doing stuff, but we basically jump into the story where a number of them have already been taken out, and it kind of builds the story through there with the like the last few. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't really take away anything. I think I mean at least in terms of what I thought because I've obviously read the manga, so there are bits where I was like, okay, yeah, this is a nice little touch i can understand there are certain references that people would be like eh who which mm. i think you guys yeah. were yeah a little bit but then like you can't have you can't have everything and it did well for the content that i had That's the thing, for it's, that it's, amount of time like very well done in terms of condensing it down into two hours and 40 minutes mm. and mm. still having those powerful emotional beats oh god it like, broke oh, me <laughs> several points yeah mm. it was it was an incredible experience to actually be there and see this all happen, you know. Mm. They talk about the magic of theater and well that rings true no matter what you see. It's actual people and puppets doing crap in front of you about your favorite comic and it's incredible. <laughs> succinct. Yeah, those are my very succinct thoughts about seeing Pluto live in the flesh, quote unquote. Mm. So, we're going to use that 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 powerful experience and we're gonna channel it into our newly birthed superhero that we are going to create like dr temner with atom and let me tell you how we're going to do it now you might have a clue about how we're going to do it you guys are but to the listeners before we went to the stage show in the afternoon the morning (laughs) was spent in a little shop at this little independent store that's a little bit out of the way um i don't know if you heard of it called harrods Oh no, where is this going? (laughs) Harrods is a fucking capitalist wet dream and while mere peon podcasters like us can only go around and gaze upon the wonders and window shop to the extreme. My arm brushed against one of the shirts that was, you know, very silky smooth and I lost a thousand pounds. It it happened, it just like fell out of a pocket. Yeah, it just fell out. And then the cashier was like, it's mine, you can't take that back. No refunds. If you shop at Harrods, Jesus. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Can we come but hang we, out with you? Yeah. We spend a lot of time in the toy toy aisle because we're we are men, men and women children. And I turned to a, a particular shelf full of Nerf guns. I said to Josh in a in a joking manner, but look at all these dumb dumb names for these Nerf guns. Wouldn't these make pretty good uh, superhero names and then I looked, took a closer look at them and I saw I saw names like the elite strong arm and and uh, elite rough cut and fucking Revo- Revonix 360 like eagle These... thundershot like yeah. all sorts of ludicrous names I know that if we were to ever like need a career change we could easily all work at the Nerf headquarters just yeah. thinking up names. I think anyone could, because this one's just called Mega Big Shock. I think, I think you're right about that. Masterhead Dead Shot. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I've got that one in a, in a drawer back back at my home. So this is the random Nerf gun uh, selection process. Okay. Blimey, that sounds extensive. Oh, this gun's called Doomland, Doomland's Double Decker. Is this is this oh. like Ollivander's one shop? You don't choose the gun, the gun chooses you. Yeah, you pick it up and then it just like starts firing wildly at the uh, the cat. It has chosen him. <laughs> <laughs> we have 175 Nerf Jeez. guns to choose from. <laughs> oh we are, my god. We have a fine selection, a wonderful just uh, cornucopia of weaponry foam weaponry here also just to point out there are other nerf guns uh there are other uh foam dart guns available we are not sponsored by nerf but in any way possible if you do want to sponsor us nerf we are here and we are real good with names just saying yeah and oh, can we just bend this off oh my and God. actually is this, just is give it, nerf guns is this our audition like, tape are we just gonna have yeah. to we're gonna send this into the people at nerf We've been doing an audition tape for Nerf for 30-odd 30 30 episodes, Josh. Give anyway, where's a, this name? Give me a number between 1 and 175. Oh, 69. <laughs> you bastard. Oh, how did what? you know the number of the page I just uploaded on Valentine's Day? <laughs> What's it actually? Yes. It's all been leading up to this moment. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Stratobow. Why couldn't we have Stratobow? I'm sorry, that was like number 50. Oh, that's oh, not okay. the one we get. Don't, no, no, that's fine. Stratoboat, there's not enough to it. It's Stratogale's brother. Oh, 69 uh, is red slash crimson series. Oh. Uh-huh. Cr- wow. Crimson series. Wow, like out of all the, all the, the, <laughs> the Okay, names. hold on. But with, with the other generators that we've done over the many episodes, we often generate multiple to choose from. So I would yes, quite Jane. like to pick a number. Yes, Jade, you pick a number between 1 and uh, 175. <laughs> 121. 121. Now, I'm going to have to sift through this list. It, are the Black Panther cat fists on there? <laughs> oh, Panthers for hands. Uh, did you say 121, Jade? Yes. 121 is the Nerf Power Clip. Power Clip. It's a- How are we getting, like... The most Why boring the sounding worst? ones. Yeah. Literally, the 100, 122 is the Nerf Star Wars Rogue One Captain Cassian Andor Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> what are. What's the one above it? The one above it is the Nerf Zombie Strike ZED Squad Clear Shot. J. See, that would have Sorry. been. Zombie Squad Clear Shot. Cool. Okay, we're making it here. No, we got, we got to go with Power Clip now. Okay. Power Clip. Okay, so um, they are um, a council hedge trimmer slash, uh, you know, hedge clipper. They're, they're power clip. They go around trimming bushes and all that sort of thing, and they're a hero because they take care of the community. How, how about power no. clip is someone who can edit the world? Okay. Um, would you like to... Would you like to know a little bit more about the Nerf power clip? No, that would give us too much context. Uh, not that my hero is going to be anything like the Nerf power clip, I imagine. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, all it says is the power clip has a 15 dart clip inside it. Simply pump the gun 15 times, load the clip, and hold down the trigger for non-stop fire. Oh, it's, it's an automatic Nerf. Apparently. Cool. So anyway. They do this. Power clip. 
He is um, a... They? Thank you. They are a um, a virtual assistant that was inside <laughs> uh, old computers, but got out when they thought they could assist everyone that in the world. Be. No, no, there's no... I didn't think of that at all. This is an original character. Okay, so we've inspired got... Inspired by Nerf. We've got a council hedge clipper, a world-changing editor, and an escaped piece of trash. Do, do we want, instead of doing a full episode on one of these, do you want to do like a... In the true form of Nerf, do you want to do like a rapid fire? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, I like this idea, actually. What, like Could... each of us tells the story of our hero, or we bounce off of each other? Um, we just keep on picking numbers. Okay. Oh, and we're just going to come up with like, just... a quick backstory for all of them? Yes. This is like the Nerf army. Yes. Of I heroes. like this. If we're going to... Okay, so power clip, I like... I kind of like Jade's idea for power clip. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay. Just, just a, a, a powerful hedge trimmer who will cut... Also, uh, for Jade in the future, I'm so sorry by the fact that we're coming up with 6,000 heroes today. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, have fun illustrating that. Give me another number. Uh, 42. 42. Now, see, the disadvantage of this list is that I have to sort of <laughs> slowly fl- flick through. Oh, this is just fucking scintillating to listen to. But it's okay. With the power of editing, our <laughs> beautiful listeners don't even have to listen to this. <laughs> oh, come on. Wait, I need to refresh the list. Jeez. For, so- for some reason, Nerf made a literal, like, foam chainsaw. Which is fucking awesome. taking out all the boring names. Boring, boring names. These are all got right. 42 is... Oh, okay. So 42 is Elite Strife. That's Strife spelled S-T-R-Y-F. Oh, of, of course. So Elite Strife is from the 90s, the deep dark 90s of comics. And they were born in the just the, the worst conditions ever they were born in like a a hospital for orphans and they came out with a gun in their hand and, and a leather the- jacket that only reaches halfway down their back what are those called again i forgot Why? a bolero <gasps> jacket way to go you done good and they have uh hair as dark as their heart elite strife <laughs> they 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 took their pain and turned it into power. They're, they're out to clean up the streets. We're just talking in vague characteristics. Is, is, that, your, me, is that your one? We need we need something sort of elite strife. Come on. Um, they, what hmm. if they are elite because they defeated all the other orphans? They are the strongest, saddest orphan. Yes. In fact, but, that is their quest. They are out to defeat every other orphan <laughs> on the This doesn't sound like a superhero. No, it's yeah. a villain. Oh, oh it, it's a villain! <laughs> I can't. If you guess that this this uh, person was a villain from the fact that they are trying to defeat all orphans, <laughs> you'd you'd be right. Maybe um, power clips out to defeat them. What the maybe they? <laughs> yeah, who's who's the hero to the community because they do the little things. <laughs> Listen, it's the little things that make the big things great. It's very true. But this little thing, elite strife, is ruining all these big things. Adults. So mm-hmm. they need cutting down to size. Oh, I, I like that. That's a nice little tagline. There you go. Right. Is that one done? Is that another one done? 
We can build a story with some more characters <laughs> once we've rounded it out some more. Give me a number that? between 25 and 50 so this episode can just oh, fly Oh, uh, two. By. How about fucking two so you don't have to scroll all the way back down again? Well, you see the page is uh, split into section, like, 25 uh, gun sections. Uh, 36. Why didn't you make this easy? No, I've got, I've got two now, and two is the best name I've ever seen. It's Mega Mastodon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You okay there, Jade? Yeah, that's hilarious. Who do you think Mega Mastodon is? Um, it's a... Okay, okay, do you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be in with this one. Go on. Let's go. Okay, now I'm pretty mm. sure um, Mastodon are like the massive, like prehistoric kind of elephants, aren't they? Yeah, they're kind of like woolly mammoths. So I want to say that Mega Mastodon is a, ca- <laughs> is a caveman from the past sent to the future. Okay. Now... Choice, uh, choice words here. Sent to the future. Oh yes. Who, who, how, and for God's sakes, why? <laughs> these are these are all very good questions. They were sent to the future because um, they became too strong and they defeated all of the giant. Orphans. Like you know how there's not orphans. <laughs> okay. We, we've already defeated the orphans, but you know how you've got those like massive versions of nowadays animals. So you had like big horses and big armadillos <laughs> and crap like that. Mm-hmm. What if Mega Mastodon is like, a big he, old human? He's a he's like the big old human version of those animals, but mm-hmm. he he's also defeated one of each of those animals and has tamed the lands. And and what like their fellow people just went? That's for tomorrow's tomorrow's tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow's me to deal with. They're just like now. Now our kind can prosper. Thank you, Mega Mastodon. Thank you, but piss off. <laughs> yeah, thank you, but now we don't have food. We're going to starve. You've you've been banished. Oh, and then Okay. I have got it. Okay. They haven't <laughs> Thank you. They haven't been banished. But right? so far, every single hero we have come up with is effectively going to create their own super team. Uh-huh. Some kind of Justice League Avengers style thing, where all of right. these all of these Nerf heroes that we've created are brought together by number eighteen. Number eighteen, who we got? Who's bringing these <laughs> these wonderful, wonderful people together? <laughs> these foam based people. Eighteen, uh, 15, 15, 17, 18. Mega Thunderball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad we actually got a good one. <laughs> so this is the leader of this massive super team. And effectively, they have got a ridiculous threat to defeat okay. that can only be defeated with help from all these random nerf-based heroes we've got. Mm-hmm. Mega Mastodon, <laughs> who has been pulled from the past to help the future. But we, uh, have, okay. we have Strife, who... Is a <laughs> the strongest of all orphans. <laughs> strongest of all orphans. What more could you need? Yeah, when I said defeat, I never meant that they like kill their fellow orphans. They just oh. want to be the strong orphan. Okay, and of course, this lowly council hedge trimmer. Yes, but they, they are a hero in their own right. Yes, they, you know, yes, they, they, are. they protect the pathways. Well, I like to think of it as like some kind of weird. You know, I'm I'm all for those kind of weird ragtag teams. You know, Doom Patrol super yeah. buddies, and I feel as though having this kind of bizarre kind of old crotchety person who has two yeah. hedge trimmers one on yeah. each arm just kind of 
I feel like they specialize in hedge trimming, but perhaps their their thing is like just getting obstructions out of pathways. Well, what if um what if they are quite good at topiary mm-hmm. and their topiary creations come to life? Where were you fifteen minutes ago? That that's a <laughs> su- that, that, that is a superb <laughs> Hi, my name's Dimit Knight and I've woken up. <laughs> That's a mega thunderbolt. That's okay. amazing. <laughs> uh, give me a number, because no, I think... no more numbers. <laughs> this list. Well, we we got a four-man team. That that simply will not do. Okay, we need a five. I think man. we need a five-person team, and then we just between need one more number that is going to be this evil villain. Okay, I'll pick one. Um, uh, between a hundred and hundred and fifty, please, Jade. Okay, a um, hundred and one. 101. Thank God I'm on that page. Uh, Rival Nemesis, MCX100. <laughs> He's clearly a robot? It's a robot. Uh, you know, <laughs> As a fucking... we, we've been, we watched Pluto. I feel like we need at least one token robot on this team. You We're sure obliged. about that? What if oh. it's not? Oh. What if <laughs> what a there twist. are... <laughs> well, you know how these teams always have like some rivalry or issue their name is literally rival um <laughs> that they need to get over like in order to work together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like instead of being a robot what if they're numbered because they are from a special orphanage where <gasps> the elite of the elite orphans are and they're specially trained and they were selected for this mission and this is one of the last few orphans that Elite Strife has not defeated yet, but they cannot defeat them because they have to work together. That, that, can, that can be one of those, you know, like, hey, once this is over, then yeah. you, however, you however, this, however this comic finishes, it's going to be one of those freeze frame punches. Yeah. Or oh, rival nemesis. I mean, it's a little on the nose, but we've got a hedge trimmer <laughs> superhero, so I think we. Besides, we can... we'd probably call them like MX, whatever the number was for short. Max. M- MCX100. Cool. Okay, so Power Clip, Power Clip, Elite Strife, Mega Mastodon, uh, Thunderbow, Rival Nemesis. That's the team. Okay. Team Nerf. N E R F. Um, um, I'm not even going to attempt that acronym because what good words begin with N? None. <laughs> See? None begins with N and it's, it's terrible. But what we do need is a threat. Something that these five individuals have crossed literal like time and space to come together to fight jade well why me <laughs> i just came up with the cool mcx 100 story well you've earned the right to choose a number between 150 and 175 oh we're back to the generator okay uh 150 and what 150 150 and 175 okay um 162 Ooh. Nice. Give me a sec. Just... Oh my god. I forgot about the Rebel series of Nerf. Do you know about the <laughs> Rebel series of Nerf, Jade? No. I feel like you should. Okay. It's a series of uh, Nerf weapons uh, to- geared towards a female market. Oh my oh. god. Um, Delightful. Like- but it's not like all pink. It's kind of like purpley. Oh, I remember it- these and they have flowers on the side or some flowery nonsense. Please like- do not Tell me that this is spelt rebel, but with an L and an E at the end. You got oh. it. You got it. <laughs> rebel. 
161. It is a no, rebel gun, actually. 162. Oh, oh, 161 was a rebel, but uh, 162 isn't. 161, uh, two, sorry, is a G.I. Joe Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. That is the complete opposite of what the rebel was going to be. <laughs> Could we have both? What was the rebel one? Uh, sneak attacker. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an injury anyway. So, can you just repeat the GI Joe one again, just for <laughs> clarity? GI <clears throat> Joe Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. Yes, you mm-hmm. might want to write that down. Um, Why would I forget Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster? I've, it's not a mouthful. <laughs> Could you tell me the rest of them? What GI Joe Ninja Commando? Oh, no, the rest of the, the the team, Team Nerf. Oh nope. <laughs> Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. Well, retaliation can be quite a villainous word. Maybe a Thunderbow and MCB for short. Ninja Commando Blaster. Maybe they were once a powerful team fighting for the forces of good. Maybe they were, see, bow and gun, right? The perfect combination of weapons. I was going to say, like, one's very precise, one's blaster. Hmm. <laughs> One's a blaster, but perhaps they both had a different uh, opinion on how to—not just opinion, but method—on how to fight evil forces within, uh, just all over the globe. And one was more: no, we have to. We only have to take out and uh, neutralize what is necessary with the minimum amount of cause, uh, cause and. Um, collateral damage we can we are for the people we cannot damage the people but retaliation retaliation all all they saw were were chances for revenge they had evil in their heart as like a splinter that uh embedded itself deeper with every uh every victory quote-unquote that they earned alongside thunderbow but thunderbow he managed to stay pure he managed to rise above the the evil, the tar that would pull uh, Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster down. <laughs> but eventually, Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster was lost to Thunderbow. And Thunderbow needed help to take their close friend down once and for all now that they've fully turned evil. How's that? Okay. Sure. <laughs> hey, hey, it works, you know. Um... It's a little cliche, but... You know, it's not, it's not really... This comic isn't going to be about the the overarching plot. It's going to be about character interaction. It's going to be about action, full stop. It's going to be about the team, the hero team, you know? Hmm. Can we can we talk about a little bit more in depth? Um, name, Ninja Commando Blaster. Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. Okay. Their need for revenge is based on what? Hmm. I, I, I want to say that maybe as uh, as a child, possibly an orphan, maybe uh, their hometown was uh, like taken over by evil forces. I, I, I say the words evil forces. I'm thinking of sort of like military style, like super crime. Okay, pause there. Not, not a real pause. Just pa- hold that thought. Mm-hmm. What if um, this is something a little bit more complex? So you mentioned how Thunderbow was teamed up with... um, Name. (laughs) Ninja Commando Blaster. Yes, yes. Um, What if this has all been 
a ruse. <gasps> and so they've brought together this team who are seemingly not connected, but maybe in fact they are, and they've all been brought together simply not not to be heroes together because we can have like a fantastic monologue like you really thought you pathetic morons could be a hero team together honestly that Kiss guy's mantra. a hedge trimmer yep there we go <laughs> <laughs> anyway you can't be the strongest orphan that well, all yeah. week i'm sorry orphans out there listening but <laughs> my point being they've all been brought together because actually they're not heroes they have done a wrong somehow to Bo and to... Ooh. Uh, Ninja Commander Blaster. Yes, him. <laughs> NCB. So this this has all been uh, a ploy to get them all together in a convenient place, have them let their guards down slowly so that Thunderbow can trick them into vulnerability so that Name can take them down. NCB. The backstabbing motherfucker yeah. Thunderbow. So now we have to figure out what ties them together. Um, they all come from Nerf gun names. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> okay, let's. Could all of them be a like a their themes around war? Mm-hmm. Mega Mastodon is themed around war against animals. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. against sort yeah. of uh, the fauna of the time. Yep. Uh, with mm-hmm. well, no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it is fauna because I was yes. about to mention Power Clip is obviously in a war against nature. Oh shit! Flora, yeah. yes. Then the we've got our two orphans who are in mm-hmm. a war with each other, mm-hmm. and then we've oh my god. So oh. and then we've got the other two, Thunderbow and NCB, who at war with ideals. I don't know. Yes. Mm. Okay. This is this is it, right, <laughs> Josh? Yes. Josh, yes. you may have cracked this nut. NC fucking B. I can't even get the acronym. What is it? RNCB. NCB. NCB. Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. Okay. NCB wants to get revenge on them. What is what is their plot? What is their revenge scheme? They want they want to stop war, I guess, but they are violent inherently by like revenge just begets revenge. So maybe maybe they want to continue war. Well, then Let why me... would... No, that's just backwards. Get yeah. off the stage. <laughs> no, this is the thing. Uh, Mega Mastodon, he's an example of a hero who managed to win. Mm-hmm. They are the only person who've won their war. And I think we, we described that they pretty much just eliminated their entire food source and mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. around them, and they caused despair. Yes. But without war, or without, like, animals, there can be no war. So he, they show that, like... The war can be defeated, and they don't want this. They want war for some reason. Right. How does this play into... We started off so clean. I'm just coming in and just dragging my mess in here. Okay. Just Just do me a favor. Shush. Just a minute. I'll sit in the corner. Shush, Mr. Presenter. Okay. Josh. Yep. Let's go back. They are all tied together because they're waging war on something. Hmm. Be it humans, flowers, or animals, okay? Yep. So, what the fuck is this ninja guy's plan? Like, if you want to stop war and you want to have revenge, those two kind of cancel each other out. Mm. So, I mean, the typical way of doing that, 
as far as like revenge stories go is the typical i won't kill you i'll just make you suffer mm. and you get rid of anyone else who would want to get revenge on behalf of the target so you eliminate anyone who knows them hmm are they but trying that's are they trying what? to maybe incite more war have we already gone incite. over this They've, they've they've brought together some of the greatest warriors of their respective wars and in hoping that they can uh, okay. by kind of like creating an endless war so that kind of erases the whole thing we went over of they were got together to be tricked for revenge purposes they were brought together to what well, be tricked into being warmongers yes mm. i think so Oh, perhaps perhaps this is like Fullmetal Alchemist, where Ed thinks he's solved a rebellion, but as soon as he leaves, his, like, his, um, oh, shit, superiors uh, move in and actually incite more war? Exactly. Yeah. I think we what we could, then we could almost throw it on its head that these people are seen as these inciters of war mm. in, like, Flora, Fauna, and Human. Human. Mm -hmm. Human. Mm. Um, that actually what they're doing is a lot of these it's like if you think about it power clip their power is to create animals out of plants right and in doing so they you could be so that they are creating life hmm some what i'm going to try what i'm trying to think of is like some sort of like positivity spin like despite okay. mega mastodon like basically dis like defeating kind of each top of the food chain predator they're actually kind of Crazy. They're sort of clearing the path for like humans to settle there and whatnot. Yeah, it's like for the good. Well, maybe that's a key word there, path. Mm. So okay. Mastodon opened up the path for humanity to flourish, which is evidenced by the fact that they make it to the future and humanity has flourished. Yes. And then mm. Power Clip opens up literal pathways by clearing them and turning all the messy hedgerows into beautiful <laughs> topiary. Then what? What's Elite Strife's and Rival Nemesis? I feel as though path. Elite Strife and Rival Nemesis are going to have to be from the future in some sort of post-apocalyptic world. All this time, I know Jade's mentioned how we shouldn't be thinking of that, but we keep on thinking that when they when they mean defeating their fellow orphans, that they're killing them. They're not. Mm. They're going to the top of the pile so they can like put their put humanity on a new path to success. What do you mean by go to the top of the pile? King of the orphans? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the grand champion of orphans. Like the grand like the grand champion of like their colony and then mm -hmm. whoever wins is going to push their colony to kind of new heights kind of reinvigorate humanity. But the issue is that rival nemesis has one idea for where they should be going and uh, elite strife. Elite strife has got another idea. Okay. What's their idea? Oh, Jane, I've only just thought of where we can start with this, don't <laughs> yeah. we? Okay, let me let me wade in. Then I don't need more detail and... now. <laughs> let me try and Ooh, there's so much going on here, I can't see. Let me just move that aside and Okay, so we've got all these elements mm -hmm. that are in a big jumbled mess right now. They mm -hmm. certainly are. Ooh, okay, let's recap. Nope, it's fucking impossible because this is a fucking mess. <laughs> I can't believe our most complicated episode. No, 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 no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, so something bow. Can't remember. Okay. What was it? Mega bow or what? I, th I think I've got it, Jade. I'll, I'll try and... Thunder bow and NCB are two once buddies. Mm -hmm. But as they... 
maybe they're like forging some sort of intergalactic war. I don't know. But for some mm-hmm. inciting reason that we have yet to discover, Thunderbow has created their own superpowered team of who they believe to be the people in history who have fought the most significant wars of their time. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it's perceived by them at the time. Yes. They, are, they think they are being brought together to be heroes. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe they still... Maybe it's only like a point of view thing. Thunderbow thinks that they're... Just doesn't really know their motives, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're brought together. They're brought together to, to these people to fight crime, to make the, the world slash galaxy slash whatever... Because we're suddenly we're galactic now, and I love it. Okay, uh, and then eight. so they get sent out on tasks, and they think that they're making the world better. Mm-hmm. But as we established before, every time they leave a situation thinking they've sorted it out, they've actually bungled it up and made an opportunity for um, NCB. Yep, that guy <laughs> to come and fuck shit up. Mm. So they they all are almost like harbingers of doom, really. Mm. Ex- maybe the ah. Oh. We, we could try and come up with a team name. The Hod. No, I think what Dean's saying is we need to choose another number. Oh. I, I can't play. so many. We are the team. Star Wars Rogue One Cassian Endor's <laughs> Rogue Blaster. I just we saw will the, save the world. I just saw the one below it. 163 is Transformers Optimus Prime Battle Rig Blaster. <laughs> so you're not far off. Oh, God. Actually, I kind of like the name Nerf. N-E-R-F. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll just call him Nerf because obviously, you know, synergy, I guess. Sy- synergy. Um, Not evil, really friends. <gasps> <They're with> that. <laughs> if your team name has the words "not evil" in it, you question that. So, team Not Evil, really friends, comprising of Power Clip, yep, Elite Strive, yep. Mega Mastodon, Thunderbow. Rival nemesis, and they're fighting the forces of Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster. Yep. Oh, I got that right. Um, <laughs> and they are—they've been brought together as um, the the masters of their wars, and they are fighting crime. There. Let's let's have a situation before we go. Like we we talked a lot about the the, the long arcs in this. Let's have a a good solid brawl crime. Yeah, let's let's fight a crime before we close out this episode. Give me an example of a crime, Josh. I was going to say bank job, but I, I want to go for like more of an eccentric one. For some reason, I thought of a pirate ship. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, again, I kind of like the space idea that sort of naturally grew out of this um, ridiculous, pros- pros- stupid situation. Um, what if there's a space freighter full of... Um, refugees that's been hijacked by intergalactic terrorists okay and nerf are on the case not evil really friends are on the case okay how the fuck does mastodon deal with this with clubs right okay <laughs> uh so they just they just with a with a they put a little space helmet on his head or yep. rather a large space helmet and just send him out with his clubs and he just goes bashing they they literally fire him through the hull of the ship Cool. And he just gets right on in there and starts messing messing up on the bridge. Starts Meanwhile, r- I'd guess that Elite Strife and MCX100, Ooh, I did remember that, nice. are basically just like really elite versions of humans. So 
Mm-hmm. Like picture two black widows just fucking shooting in there and being really efficient, but also mm. elbowing the heck out of each other. Like I'm gonna get there first. No, you get out the way. They no, are. This is anim- the best way. No, we're going down this hallway. <laughs> Fine, you go that way. I'll go this way. No, I'm coming with you. Who knows what kind of shit you're gonna pull? Well, it's, it's like depending on which one um, like saves the day the most, they will get seen as like the the savior of these people. So they're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not gonna let you be the hero, man. I'm gonna be the hero. Yeah. Yeah. They are anime rivals. Yes. Pretty much. And then Power Clip comes in. <laughs> now now I know what you're thinking. There's not a lot of grass in space. Uh-huh. There could be a little greenhouse area. You, you know, there should be a little greenhouse area. You know, some life support. If, if because you, if there's you think lot- about it like um, the train in Snowpiercer, exactly. which has all of those random <laughs> carriages. And it's like right at the front of the train is the nightclub portion of the train which is obviously makes sense oh look at that the really handy topiary carriage yeah in this space freighter uh-huh and he just goes in there to like their life support systems where they yeah, create all the oxygen good. for all the people and mm-hmm. and he just sort of has like sort of very glowy sparkly eyes and he's like all right time get work and then he uh gets to work and he makes all kinds of ferocious uh bush animals bush tigers bush lions Bush rhinos. Right. Do these animals come to life? I, d- I feel like we didn't fully... Yeah, they, exp- they, they come, come to, to life. life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So they're kind of like, yeah, just magical hedge creatures. Okay. And then Thunderbow, he gets in on the action too, naturally. He fucking blasts in with his bow made of lightning and he cracks one all across these uh, enemies' heads. I-, I feel as though... Sorry, Dean. i just like to mention this is a very male-centric team. I wasn't uh, going to say anything because I'm fucking exhausted with this episode. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it out there that Thunderbow is female. Of cool. course. I'm fine with that. Got some Athena thing going on. I don't know. I do apologize, listeners. This is very rude of me. She comes in. Bow made of thunder. Magical thunder. And lightning. And just takes out all these dudes. Maybe she can have like some cool shots where like she can arc the electricity of several people. And um, like sp- split arrows naturally. It's fucking lightning. Maybe, oh, you can have like one of those um, cool panels where, you know, have you seen the gifts of like slow motion lightning where it just slowly like expands mm. out? Something like that. Something like that. That's that's what I tell an artist when I write a comic. Just do something like that. Now. So helpful. With how this ends, there now has to be an inciting incident that causes yeah. bad stuff to happen. So they've saved these refugees. Dean, mm-hmm. what's wrong with saving these refugees? Um, the refugees are actually, um, they've come from a planet that's been under the thumb of some oppressive regime. And so they're thankful to be saved, but they're also harboring a lot of anger towards this particular regime. And, um, Retaliation Ninja Commando Blaster, uh, arrives on the scene after, you know, uh, Team Nerf has said their farewells and good lucks and put on the autopilot to the nearest, uh, nearest space station. But uh, NCB comes in and says, I know you're angry. I know what's happened to you. I've seen this regime. They're terrible. We can fight against them. We can start a war against them and win. Is NCB literally just, they don't actually have a power. They are just really good at fucking convincing people to rebel and fight for a cause that's probably going to get them killed then. Which which is weird because you would have expected that from the character named Strife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and listen but, but hey, you know, this is, this is a su- confusing episode so <laughs> silver tongue's a superpower some might say 
and that's end of issue 27 or whatever we need to sleep for a thousand years now thank you so much for hanging on to this uh barreling train with your fingertips and your fingernails um where we've created uh superheroes made from toys in a rare reversal of fates Whoo yeah how are we feeling how are we feeling after that I'm exhausted. I'm I'm still annoyed that you thought of live topiaries tr- like just after we decided to go rapid fire. Yeah. Like we could have got such a good story about this single gar- I tried. gardener. I tried so hard. But it's like well, what like when you're 40 minutes into an episode it's like oh we can't We're go back. We're in this now. <laughs> We're in this. Always forward. You can't go backwards. You you got to go forwards. Never look back, darling. <laughs> It distracts from the now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, but we, we, I think if we come up with another superhero uh, in the next like few days, we, we might actually die. So if there's no episode next week, well, that's why we accidentally had an interesting thought and, well, that was the end of us. In the meantime, you can help us out with a few bits and bobs. Yes, if you leave us an iTunes review, um, we will use whichever handle you uh, leave. And we'll throw it into a hero name generator, like we have done in the past. And we'll base mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an episode off you. You could be the name of a toy or a superhero who can shoot lightning from their hands. Or someone who killed all the animals in um, prehistoric times. How cool is that? We've also got our Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. Uh, on a Wednesday, we'll post about our recommendations. Obviously, this week's one's going to be a bit more interesting and probably a bit more audio visual i guess i hope there's some youtube videos about it that'd be real cool well there's trailers oh there you go and there's a documentary so there'll be be some stuff and then on friday you'll get to see how jade (laughs) is going to be able to pull this together (laughs) (laughs) whoops we accidentally created six superheroes i hate galactic heroes (laughs) an obituary by d mcknight if you thought it was difficult listening to us trying to think of these heroes just imagine how difficult it's going to be for jade to think of how to draw these heroes so you can hire me for an hourly rate and get me off of this gig out of this podcast (laughs) and just save me whatever they're paying i'll double it yep well i think that does it for us so i guess i think so all that's left to say is i'm running with this today (laughs) is that you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast I am very oh. tired. I'm exhausted. Hi, very tired. I am being pulled off the stage by a hook ball. There she goes. We're all going to hibernate now. Um, I know it's almost spring, but we've earned it. We've fucking earned it. Good night. Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. Uh, this episode was all edited up by me, and seen that we do all the other stuff in the show now, all that's left for me to say is we'll see you next week for another episode. <laughs> <laughs>